0: This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at FB.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Congress completed one of its December priorities and appears to be punting another into next year. The House passed a $2.5 trillion debt ceiling increase a little after midnight, sending the bill to President Joe Biden's desk and preventing the government from defaulting on its debts. The debt ceiling was one of the major congressional agenda items heading into December, along with government funding and the Build Back Better reconciliation package. Government funding was addressed earlier this month with a continuing resolution to fund the government into February. With last night's debt ceiling action, only the Build Back Better bill remains on the principal agenda, but according to media reports, Democratic leaders may be forced to wait to act on that bill until next year. Key moderates, including West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, have yet to give the package their blessing, putting a hold on the possible pathway to final passage. Instead, Senate leaders could turn their attention to voting rights legislation. But House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told reporters she wasn't ready to move the Build Back Better timeline quite yet.
1: I'm still hopeful that it will pass. I'm not going to have a postmortem on something that hasn't died. Uh, I think that. Uh, Uh, I think we will have the legislation and it will pass. Uh, I hope the sooner the better.
0: According to the Congressional Budget Office, the bill would authorize $94.4 billion in ag spending, including $2 billion in conservation technical assistance recently added to the bill by the Senate Ag Committee. Phil Brasher has a look at where things stand on the bill in his story on agripulse.com. A port leader says pending legislation would help him manage his facility and encourage better trade, Gene Sirocco is the executive director of the Port of Los Angeles. He says a container backlog at his facility has eased, but needs more help to be completely alleviated.
2: We've made progress, reduced those old containers by about 60 percent in the last eight weeks, but I will tell you there is much more work to do. And as I've said publicly and you know, we have got to get the American exporter back in the game, whether it's through policy or sheer grit and determination. I think the Ocean Shipping Reform Act will do some of that. It will create a heightened level of transparency, more responsibility and accountability. But we've got other headwinds.
0: That legislation passed the House last week. He says producers would also stand to benefit from a tweak to trade policy.
2: We've got to look at trade policy differently than we have in the past. And I'm not advocating that we succumb to other trading nations that don't share our ideals, but a laser shot approach to help the American farmer and manufacturer is key, and one that loosens up imports in areas that we need them for transportation, such as these chassis wheels and steel containers.
0: Finally today, an animal ag industry leader says activist pressures need to stay top of mind. says Hannah Pegel has more.
3: The animal agriculture sector has focused its attention this year on sustainability efforts, but an industry advocate says it's important to keep an eye on animal welfare activists. Hannah Thompson-Wieman is the vice president of strategic engagement for the Animal Agriculture Alliance. She says activists are finding new ways to contribute to supply chain disruptions.
1: We're seeing groups in California attempt to disrupt the ability for plants to operate in the hopes that that's going to restrict availability of animal protein and drive up costs.
3: Thompson-Weeman says a meat plant needs to have a plan in place in case a protest happens at its facilities.
1: So they're employing this protest technique that's called Sleeping Dragon, and they've learned it from other movements like the climate movement, like pipeline protesters, where they're chaining themselves together outside of plants using these really sophisticated devices that take a long time. They take special equipment to remove. So their goal is that they're going to be able to be there for hours. The plant can't operate. Law enforcement has to take a long time to remove them, and in a recent protest, test in California in September, it went on for seven and a half hours before they were able to be removed. Um, the plant was able to operate, they had other entrances, but they're going to learn from that. They're going to be even more sophisticated and aggressive, so it's something we need to be on the forefront of.
3: Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peggle.
0: Now here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. From port congestion and supply chain disruptions to inflation and other important economic news, subscribe to Farm Bureau's Market Intel at fb.org forward slash Intel. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.